Church. Welcome back to the Midweek Podcast. Uh, Brent, how are you? I'm doing, I'm doing well. <laughs> really, yep. really well. Well, And yes. I can't even do any better right now because we're joined by Josh Coe. Hey. <laughs> <laughs> it's Josh. Yeah. Hey, Josh, thanks for being here and taking time to share with us and uh, being here with us for a little bit. Um, we kind of wanted to, especially, you've been on before, but we want to especially bring you on um, this week because uh, you're getting ready to begin the uh, hospitality seminar class thing yes. that we're going to be doing. Yeah. Um, maybe just give us like a like a an overview, maybe a a sentence or two of what we can expect, what it is, and what hospitality is. Yep. So biblical hospitality means love to strangers. There are a few different ways that the Bible talks about hospitality. There's hospitality within the church. There's hospitality for strangers who are believers, and then there's hospitality for strangers who are not believers or evangelistic hospitality. And that's really the the bin that we're going to spend most of our time in during the class. So the first week, it's a three-week course. The first week, mm-hmm. we're going to talk about just the biblical foundation for that hospitality idea. And then the second week, we'll talk about practical ways that we can be incorporating hospitality sacrificially and also sustainably in our lives. And the mm. third week, we'll be talking about evangelistic strategies. So if the Lord does actually lead someone into your home and then you get to have a gospel-centered conversation, what sort of things need to be included in, in that conversation? What does it mean to share the gospel? What needs to be in that in that chat? Cool. Mm-hmm. You know, I remember hearing uh, last Oh, maybe I guess early on this past fall uh, about some of the areas and how the Lord has convicted you and, and Jack and and, and led you um, to open your own home up in kind of a unique way. Obviously, it's still a uh, COVID's impacted a lot of things, especially uh, at the university and uh, classes that you've taught. So can you tell us a little bit about how your story and how this is, you know, I guess it's always been a part of your maybe personality and how the Lord's grown you and you've been discipled, but can you share with us a little bit about how some of these principles have shown themselves and some fruit you all have been able to see? Sure. Yeah. So, um, well, the first thing to say is that I hope that people who come to the class won't feel like hospitality is just something that the Lord expects from extroverts or people who do mm. it naturally. By God's grace, I think I do have a natural heart for reaching out in a social sort of way, but I think that's something that is expected for all believers and that historically has marked the church. Um, and so I'm excited to talk about practical ways that even people who identify as introverts can sort of be incorporating that. So the way that it looks in our life is that at the beginning of the semester, I put my number on the board for the classes that I taught. I'm a professor up at SFA. I put my number on the board. I told the students that I was interested in having kids over to my house just to have a meal together and enjoy time together. And we got an overwhelming response from my students. I think like 30 students texted me and said that they'd like to have a hot meal. Uh, so we invited all those people over to our house and we invited people from Crosspoint as well. And it was really just a way to foster relationships between those people. And as far as I know, lots of coffee dates were set up as a result of that. I know in my personal ministry, it has led to being um, involved with students in the hard things that they're going through. Um, hospitality is this unique thing that allows you the opportunity to have gospel-centered conversations, but it also allows you to just meet felt needs in people's lives. It gives mm-hmm. you an opportunity to be charitable. Um, so that's something that I'll be emphasizing in the class is that Christian, you can summarize a lot of the Bible's teaching in that we're supposed to be sharing God with the people around us and doing good 
to the people around us. And hospitality is this unique way to sort of meet both of those, mm-hmm. check both of those boxes at the same time. You know, this, I'm going to make sure we do say that this, this seminar begins this Sunday. It'll be at 1045 in Henderson Hall. I've talked to Cynthia Knowles. Cynthia is, uh, is a hero. Uh, she's just tremendous, incredible gifting. She also has a, a wiring and a gifting of hospitality. Uh, uh, she's amazing. Uh, but she's, uh, we're going to be able to, even though the kitchen component of Henderson Hall won't be completed, uh, we should at least have Henderson, Henderson Hall will be at a point where we'll be able to meet in there. So this will be the first uh, seminar that we'll host in there. There's three weeks at 1045. So one of my questions, though, is what distinguishes Christian hospitality from just general kind of extrovertish hospitality that that an unbeliever might have that loves to be with people well how would you describe the difference in those yes um so christian well when we think of hospitality i think it's easy to think that that means having a perfect home Mm -hmm. or a perfect life that you're putting your life on display in some way Mm -hmm. and that you need to have perfect answers if you're inviting people into your home Um, But there's a lot to do with sort of presentation. This is about me showing you who I am. Um, And there's not necessarily an ultimate purpose of of that hospitality. The hospitality is just to make those social connections. Christian hospitality is hospitality with a purpose. um, And that purpose is to invite people into the family of God, to welcome them Mm -hmm. to Jesus Christ. Um, So I think that's one big difference. Mm -hmm. It doesn't require perfect home or perfect answers to these questions. Mm -hmm. This is an opportunity for you to show people who do not know the Lord what the day-to-day life of a believer looks like. Mm. And that's a really unique opportunity that you're not going to get in just cold evangelism. So something that I've learned as I've been doing this is that um, our hospitality plus our just like charitable, uh, our charity toward unbelievers yields really fruitful evangelism as they see that this isn't just something that you're sort of preaching. This isn't just one other avenue, but this is really changing your life. Um, and I can see that in the way that you correct your kids at the dinner table. And I can see that in the way that you relate to your wife. I can see what it would look like for me to say yes to Jesus mm. and the fruit that would come from that. Mm. Mm. They're saying Jesus is not just a, a way to heaven. He, Jesus is the way of life mm-hmm. as well. Mm-hmm. What would be, so uh, if I understand it right, then when you had all these college students over to your place, uh, that was an outdoor event, right? It was in our backyard. And so you didn't have like a spotlight. And then so after dessert is served, spotlight comes on, you stand up and give this incredible gospel presentation and call an invitation <laughs> forward. And that's right. So, so, so that, that's Big altar not, call. Yeah. So there was no altar call. That That's not what happened there that night. That's correct. Yes. I didn't share the gospel. I didn't share my testimony. I was all over the spectrum as I was planning for it. Do I do this as casually as possible mm-hmm. or do I do this as formulaically as possible? And um, increasingly, I feel um, I feel like the most fruitful work that I do is just in the context of a normal social interaction. So the most explicitly mm-hmm. Christian thing that happened was I prayed for the meal. Mm-hmm. Um and that was a gift and a blessing to me, and I hope to other people just to be able to praise God for that food. But um, that was the extent of any message that I gave. Mm. That's a unique uh, component. I asked you a question a moment ago, and I want to ask you another one kind of off the cuff a little bit. So just so people know, when we do this podcast. This it's pretty podcast, much all off the cuff. It's pretty much <laughs> off the cuff, and, and everybody's like, yeah, well, that's what we figured. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> but... Uh, I asked you a moment ago a distinction in your mind between Christian hospitality and just general maybe hospitality or some of those stereotypes. I know you're going to deal with some of those in the seminar uh, that are exciting. I've seen your first 
uh, week of notes in particular. We got that that uh, fresh off the presses. Uh, but a particular question of when people think of the word generosity, how do you see the word generosity and hospitality kind of, because they're almost kind of synonyms. It seems like a lot of times people can kind of plug one in and, and, and the place of the other. You, I, you hear generosity, you think finances. Mm. You hear hospitality, what comes to your mind? Mm. Yeah, they're certainly related ideas. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think generosity is sort of involved in what I mean when I say charity, when I'm talking about meeting felt needs. But uh-huh. I think hospitality is an opportunity to put our generosity as believers on display. Mm-hmm. That our, our food, our time, our conversation, um, our money, all of those things ultimately belong to God and we mm-hmm. use each of them in service to God. And so we can be totally free to extend those things. Um, we, I think hospitality gives you a really unique opportunity to show the generosity that is yours by faith. But um, yeah, they're certainly really closely related ideas. Well, that's helpful. Is there anything that you would want to give people a heads up on? What do they need to bring to the class? Obviously, we ask if you can sign up. Uh, there'll be a link connected to this podcast. Uh, so we encourage you, please do sign up. But uh, you can still show up, 1045. But it makes it easier if you do sign up for us this Sunday. Uh, anything you need to bring? Nothing to bring. No. If you think of it, please pray for the class. Pray for me as well that I would speak clearly and that Christ would be glorified through it. Very good. Well, appreciate you, brother. And uh, Stephen, it's good to have you back this week. Yeah, good to be back. And we'll, uh, as you think about coming up this Sunday, we'll be in Exodus 16, be taking a large chunk of text, Mm -hmm. all of chapter 16. Uh, One of the things that we're going to observe this week is that uh, God gives this gift of this memento. They're going to take part of the manna, and they're going to keep it as a remembrance. And that bread, even though as its own natural means, it, it melts every night, it goes away, it gets warm, wormy and all those things, it, it dissolves, it dissipates. But God's going to take this one specific piece of manna and it's going to be preserved through the generations as a reminder of a number of things. But um, among those is going to be the tendency that Israel has to continually want to make their beef with a physical man. Like they, are, mm-hmm. uh, they are continually making the issue about Moses once again. And so Previously, they, they had a struggle about bitter water, and now it's going to become an issue about food uh, is going to be the complaint. And what God does, what not only does Moses do, but God does, is uh, goes to great lengths to reinforce the reality that their problem is, is actually with the Lord. Uh, it's a spiritual problem that they have in the testing. Their problem is not with Moses. So this becomes Moses' plea, please, this is not, who am I? <laughs> this is not about us. This is about you and Yahweh, the Lord God. Uh, this is not about your problem is not with us. Your grumbling, complaining is not actually against us. It's against God. And then God even uh, certainly gets involved in a direct way, a visible way to give them another reminder of this. And yet still, uh, the human heart has a difficulty being present of that reality. Yeah. And so, you know, we know that the, you know, ultimately for, for us now, the, the we don't realize that our maybe we don't even realize that our sin is against a holy God before conversion. We don't, we don't maybe even have a category for that. Um, and of course the bread that we ultimately need is Christ, the bread of life. Um, so we'll be singing of that after the sermon, we're singing all I have is Christ. Um, you know, in a way that the, the Israelites were dependent on God to give, 
you know, they were given bread every day. They were all they had was that, you know, is what the Lord would give them, which is true for all of us, apparently. I mean, obviously. And, um, and so we're going to sing of that as well, that, um, we don't have anything to sustain us, uh, ultimately, eternally, except for Christ. And so, uh, we'll sing of that after the sermon and it'll be joyous. So, and then if you're in the nine o'clock service, you can head right over to the hospitality seminar at 1045. Um, and you can learn about how God is the divine host who provides bread in the form of manna ooh. for the Israelites. Mm. Mm. Well tied, well tied. <laughs> Very good. Well, Josh, thanks again for being here with us and uh, taking a moment to share with us. We're really excited about the next three weeks and um, how the Lord will bring about fruit of hospitality within our body. Um, and so looking forward to, to hearing about how that goes and how the... Um, how people will, maybe will begin to try that, you know, um, it's really exciting. So thanks again. Thank y'all. And uh, church, we love you and we'll see you Sunday. See you then.